A Matter of Spirit is the quarterly justice journal of the Intercommunity Peace and Justice Center. This article appeared in the spring 2021 issue on Education Equity. Questions and Problems by Beth Clark Beth Clark teaches in the Political Science Department at the Taipei American School in Taipei, Taiwan. Prior to her time in Taiwan, she earned a BA from Illinois State University and then moved to Phoenix, Arizona, beginning a 16-year teaching career at Brophy College Preparatory, an all-boys Jesuit secondary school at which she taught religious studies and English. In 2015, I was invited to bring students from Phoenix, Arizona to Chengdu, China for the Chengdu Debate Challenge. During this three-day event, a dozen students from the United States and a similar number from the Chengdu area of the Sichuan province came together for debates about electronic media. Initially, for me, the debate tournament was a secondary part of the trip. I saw the opportunity as an outlet for me and my students to see China. Still, when we arrived, the endeavor quickly took on a much more significant meaning. China and America, as countries, often failed to see eye to eye on a great many cultural and political issues. Many may even say that our nations have a broken relationship. Predictably, these differences played out in our debates, but they presented themselves in remarkable and unpredictable ways. I assumed that the American students and the Chinese students would present very different views on social media with little resolution to be had, as one would imagine, given their different contexts. However, what we ultimately discovered in our debates was that not only were the matches highly competitive, full of the direct clash due to an abundance of common ground, but they became fascinating exchanges of ideas, full of dialogue about both our shared and contrasting cultures. In China, what I discovered as an educator was that perhaps the ideal way to help my students and me engage brokenness is not by rushing to heal it. Instead, it is by leaning into the brokenness a bit, unpacking it, dialoguing about it, even debating it, and coming to a new common ground altogether as a result. This understanding deepened for me years later with my students in Phoenix, Arizona, as I worked with undocumented students in efforts to lobby the state of Arizona to allow the Arizona Board of Regents to grant in-state tuition to undocumented students. After initial failed efforts, we partnered with a wide variety of students, nonprofit organizations, and lawmakers from both sides of the aisle. We were able to make tremendous progress toward our goal. We learned that we could not heal our fractured tuition system alone. We had to lean into it altogether, dialogue with many others, many whose opinions dissented from ours, but together, leaning into the brokenness, we came to higher common ground as a result. Today I live in Taiwan and teach public speaking, rhetoric, and debate at an American high school, a career change that has challenged my pedagogy in many ways, especially in how to engage critical questioning with my students. I noticed very early on in my tenure at the school that my students were hesitant to ask questions of me in class. When I consulted with a colleague of mine, they explained that in Mandarin, the first language of most of my students, the words question and problem are the same word. 
instead of asking students for questions, I was advised to find other ways to check for understanding. This experience turned my world upside down. In the U.S., students are encouraged to ask questions. Teachers constantly remind their students that there are no dumb questions. In Western philosophy, we are encouraged to question everything. I wondered, how am I going to teach critical thinking skills in a context so different from the one in which I was raised? So again, I leaned into the lesson I learned in China, but this time I realized that the brokenness was in me. Initially, I wanted to repair my students' understandings of questions and problems. I wanted them to see the more Western way of thinking. Still, when I reflected more, I realized that I needed to unpack my own cultural bias and needed to immerse myself in my new context. I did this by means of conversations with student and faculty, taking Mandarin lessons, and observing classes. I first, of course, discovered that when students were more comfortable, they became eager to ask questions, which disrupted my question-problem notion rather quickly. Second, and more importantly, for both the students who are still a bit hesitant to engage in discussions, and even those who are not, I found that I needed a new curriculum that could organize structured explorations of societal brokenness. This helped empower students to ask critical questions in ways that could not be perceived as disrespectful. One such way has been to lean heavily on Socratic seminars, student-organized dialogues that prompt and reward students for engaging one another. Another method has been to direct students in highly organized debates. In these debates, I allow students to select their own topics, and I work closely with them to find suitable, academically credible research with which to present their arguments. Most importantly, though, in class, I never announce a winner or a loser. Instead, I discuss with them how it's inappropriate to have winners and losers in a dialogue in which the goal is to come to a greater understanding of an issue, even though the vehicle is debate. I do understand, however, that many teachers today may be reticent to have students argue in any way, be it well-organized or not, in their classes. This is understandable. COVID-19, racial and gender intolerance, wealth inequity, a climate crisis, a broken immigration system. The fractures in our society are legion and depleting many of us. So why introduce an activity like a structured debate, one that superficially appears to engender even more bad feelings at a time like this? My argument and hopefully my small contribution to thinking on the question of how we teach critical thinking to young people in this fractured society is this. We need to facilitate activities in which we can all lean into the brokenness in a responsible way via structured debate and Socratic-style seminars. Ideally, I would want to couple these activities with intentional service learning, but given current health and safety concerns, service learning can be difficult to organize. Debates and discussions, however, are adaptable to in-person or remote learning. Structured debates and seminars offer high levels of equity along with a deep encounter with the reality that our society is, in fact, fractured. Young people can and must be empowered to use their minds and voices to navigate paths to higher ground together.